Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the fifth anniversary. This is Austin Theory, and you're listening to WrestleCast Radio all day. Hey, hello to all my friends of WrestleCast Radio. This is Flip Gordon, and I'm very excited to introduce Six, you to one, one of my two, favorite three, wrestling radio eight, shows. Seven, hey, what's up, guys, five, from WrestleCast Radio? This is Humberto Carrillo, WWE Superstar. You are listening to WrestleCast Radio. El Latino está en la casa, baby. Welcome to WrestleCast Radio. Get down, get down. Oh shit. Time to get down, y'all. Time to get down, get funky. With your boy, Two Cold Scorpio. Get ready to open up this show live. Right here on the WrestleCast Radio. That's right. So if y'all already don't know, now you know. This is your boy, Two Cold, and I'm ready to get funky. So everybody out there, turn it up. Let's do this. I'm coming home, I'm coming home Tell the world I'm coming home Yeah, we go again Right now, let's stand up and shout I'ma do things my way, it's my way My way or the highway WrestleMania intro, Alex, is the best way to do it because I don't need to make a new one because it's just been the weekend for like the last two or three years anyway, so who knows the difference? Oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, sorry, Robbie, but you're right. Crazy. WrestleMania. 
It is. You are, do you think next year it'll be a UFC-sponsored bout? We'll get Dan Severn to come out of retirement against Ken Shamrock. Maybe. I mean, we maybe we'll get a we'll get a Lions Den match. Do you do you think uh, Daniel Cormier, you know, because he's been trying to be with the E for like ever, this is finally like he finally pushed uh, Dana White and and uh, Ari Emanuel and be like, hey, I got photos, bro. Let me get in this piece. <laughs> Daniel Cormier was like, that slap fight ain't working. what this is going to do cross promotion wise too um there's a lot a lot to get into with this i have pages and pages of notes to just kind of go over Ooh. discussion points hot, hot takes with it topics discussions and one one thing last night when i immediately called you after the show was over was because i had an immediate take that, and i wanted i was going to go live last night i was just going to jump live and be like i'm going to do it but i was like no because I know you're going to want to talk about the stuff too. So I said, hopefully nobody's going to drop my take. Nobody's dropped my take on it yet. So I'm, I'm okay. pretty Perfect. happy about that. I'm, I'm, and I've scoured like Reddit and people haven't said this yet. Um, and so I guess it's just a matter of, look, this is going to be a big topic. I mean, you know, we, we tend to rant for 45 minutes and then go three hours. I think we can jump into wrestling and we're still going to get, blog talk yelling at us to get off their fucking airwaves. Um, Hell yeah. I don't, I don't think we would waste anything. I do got to say, uh, RIP Bushwhacker Butch passed away today. Yeah. Uh, so one of my, uh, first toys I had, uh, from the early WWF, uh, toy line was looking Butch, Butch, because you know, you could do the arm, the arm gimmicks and everything along <laughs> yeah. those lines. So definitely are definitely RIP. Lick a loved one and go, Yay. When, when you see it, uh, and, and for those of you who might think, "Oh, it's just the Bushwhackers," go back and watch their shit from the '80s when they were the Sheep Herders. Yeah. They had some of the bloodiest stuff you'll ever see. Like they were, oh, they were legit badasses, and that's why I think they could get away with that what they were doing. Because if anybody tried to like take liberties because they just thought they were some idiots, they would whoop your ass. Oh, totally. Yeah, the Sheep Herders <laughs> are known as. They were like the 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 Samoans of uh, Australia, of New Zealand, New Zealand, What's Australia. He's, he's already gonna <laughs> kick my ass when I'm in heaven. I'm like, dude, you you totally got it all wrong. And he's like, why are you in heaven? And I'd be like, I don't know. That's a good question. There. <laughs> he's gonna be at Butch. the early gate. Yay! He's like, oh man. Were you bummed that there was no no Eli Eli Drake at Mania? Yeah. He well, he was so over when when dude, I was watching that that hall of hall of fame thing where everyone was getting seated. They broke like the, yep. the entire building broke into an LA night chant. Really, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I I though although I'm glad they didn't just force it and have him be like a Wyatt crony and Russell Lashley like they were talking about. Like he'd be like the pig or one of those things. Yeah. That I was not. I, I suppose. I'm. I'm ha- sorry. I'm, I'm. I'm getting the Facebook, the the gimmicks, the links. Check us out, <laughs> WrestleCast Radio, over on the Facebook, uh, Strong Stop Media, and then of course our personal friends that would never listen to our show. 
Um, fucking jerks. Dude, did you talk to TJ? Shout out to TJ going to Mania with this kid. Yeah. That's tight. He was he was he was uh, jamming out there. I thought at first it was just a superimposed picture of him. Yeah. And then I was like, oh shit, it really is. Uh, he really is there. <laughs> um, need to. Somebody was like, tell me when you go live. So I, I forgot. Excuse me, I forgot to tell them. Um, and shout out to if if you were in the Discord with us this weekend watching wrestling, feel free to say hi. A couple of people came yeah. in there that I don't know who you are, and I apologize that you <laughs> had to have gotten it off of either watching the summit or, our, or listening to WrestleCast. And you know, we won't bite. You can you can speak to us. <laughs> yeah. I, I Hell, had somebody call in there. With your takes, as long yeah, as it ain't yeah. black like it was a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't need some of that shit. Maybe Undertaker should get another title run. Get off. Stop calling us. So we, we were evil before, but you know. Once again, look, if, if we get too nasty, Alex, I'll do this. I will set myself on fire. <laughs> that's, that's twice in one show. I can't believe that that was a thing. Um, so, yeah, so was you, punting baby. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. God, that's so funny. Uh, that's um, debut, do you so? Do you want to get into? Well, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with? I mean, let's we just want start, to start it off with, by saying what a hell of a weekend for wrestling fans, or shall we say week? You know, kind of starting Thursday with Bloodsport, um, GCW running. Of course, the uh, the collective as always. Yeah, uh, Janelle's for break seven has some memorable uh, um, events. DDT and GCW DDT uh, having a few shows, one against GCW, and then DDT goes to Hollywood. Uh, I don't think that's the real name, but it should have been because it was rad. And then, of course, uh, NXT Stand and Deliver, uh, Ilya Dragunov uh, having an awkward pin with Axiom right there, which is pretty tight. Um, <laughs> you know, some changing of the guards with NXT. Ring of Honor, uh, Tony Khan, keep booking these pay-per-views or PLEs, whatever the hell you want to call them, uh, because you are still putting on shows of the year God. Uh, with the Ring of Honor brand. Um, and then, of course... I got a take for you. Not to cut you off, but I, I got a take that somebody had said. Um, it was some, I can't remember yeah. what show I listened to when I was listening. I listened to like nine or ten podcasts this week while I was watching all this wrestling, just trying to consume as much as I could. Is yeah. is Tony Khan, and this is this this one I almost didn't want to ask you because I know you, you know, you, there's a little you got a little issue sometimes with AEW. I understand. We always talk about that. Yeah. Is, is Tony Khan the best thing to happen to American wrestling since? I don't know, the last 25 years? I mean, for the term of wrestling, sure. Like, but, I mean, what I was even trying to talk in the Discord, we got to give it up to Brett Lauderdale and, and Game Changer Wrestling for kind of, you know, getting that independent wrestling. You know, we always say it was like the ECW yeah. of, you know, 2017, 2018 when we started watching it. Um, but just kind of getting the names out there that, you know, we're, you know, going to NXT for a while, you know, until they all kind of got pushed out or whatever. But we all recognize these talents, you know, New Japan is, you know, utilizing yep. them, uh, of course, you know, with their DDT relationship. Um, but, yeah. Some of the I guys mean, getting booked to Noah. Time. Yeah, Noah, yep, yep. So, I mean, I, I would definitely say show some respect to, you know, Game Changer 
uh, wrestling there, but also, oh, Wesley, nice. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Tony Khan from 2019, I mean, yeah, you give another viable company um, in America, uh, you know, for at least for the first couple of years. But, I mean, did he overbuy Ring of Honor? Sure, maybe. I guess, you know, it's still too early to see. You know, I'm not going to shit on that aspect. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see the return on investment in, you know, five, ten years, you know, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what he does as a promoter and setting up these matches, you know, albeit, you know, the week of sometimes, I mean, they never disappoint. I mean, it is, it no. is a wrestling nerd's wet dream. But, again, when you do have a lot of time, I, I appreciate a good build, <laughs> you know, yep. some of it is not needed, you know, as we saw with forbidden door last year, uh, yep. and it looks like they're probably going to be doing the same thing with forbidden door wrestling. this year. Huh? It's just, yeah, here's tight wrestling. Enjoy. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm all for, for what he does on that, that front, but um, yeah, I mean, for, to be the, the best, you know, thing to happen. Yeah, I guess I'm not against that. Like, the, he he had two title matches on Supercard of Honor that we'll get to. That I was shocked that both guys, not even one of them, won the title. Yet, yeah, I can already envision how it's going to be bigger and better when they do win the title. Yet, you look at what we saw last night, and it was the polar opposite of. This was the biggest time for this guy to win the title. What the hell are you going to do now? You just ruined it. Because, like, you you know, like, next time you do, um, you know, you run somewhere in the East Coast. You're like talking Baltimore. Drew McIntyre, right, for that title thing? Oh, obviously, obviously, yeah, Drew McIntyre, for sure. <laughs> but, like, would, would you have ROH, like, more stable and keep building as you're building, and you go and run in, like, Baltimore in, like, the backyard almost of, of Mark Briscoe? Oh, yeah. Think of if he beats Joe that time with the story they told him how much bigger it's going to be. Or if Kingston beats Claudio in New York. You know, like, they, they, they set up your, you know, like, somebody was saying, you know, if they do Grand Slam again. Have them win it in the grand, a grand slam and 20,000 people, you know, like where, whereas my, my theory is, and, and obviously this isn't, if, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched mania and you don't want to hear spoilers cause you haven't turn us off now and come back when you, when you watched it, cause you're going to get spoiled and you're going to get opinions that you might not like. Um, yeah. Because I know I have some things to say, you know, at least myself. Um, opinion. And you're you're always opinionated, too, which, so, I mean, we might have a lot of shit to say here tonight. Um, yeah, Drew McIntyre. Where's your title at, bro? <laughs> you, um, I have a terrible feeling that at, uh, what is it, at the, 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 the Puerto Rico show, they'll do Usos and Solo against Cody... Uh, Sammy and Owens in a six man, or Cody mm-hmm. Riddle and R- RKO in a six man, and then what do you do? The King and Queen of the Ring in Saudi Arabia. That's that is day number nine hundred and ninety nine for Roman as champion. Where as long as he leaves Saudi Arabia, he'll get to day one thousand, and that's when you. Yep. And then they have Cody beat him. Like when they fly back from Saudi Arabia, they'll just have Cody beat them right there on the plane when the when the day shifts. 
You, know, you got to do it before the time changes, obviously. But, like, <laughs> if he wins in Saudi Arabia, everybody that went to Mania that cares about the American nightmare are going to be pissed yeah. off. But then they're yeah. going to go, because then he can get, he'll come in and be like, what do you want to talk about? 999. Didn't get to 1,000. <laughs> you know, like, that's some stupid shit. Last night, he he's literally holding his newborn baby, and the crowd's mm-hmm. popping, and he's giving I mean, Brody... He's giving Brody Lee's kid the belt, his weight belt, that has all of the companies oh. that he's worked for. If you look on the inside, all inscribed. All of the companies yep. he did the indie run with, everything. He, I mean, this was teed up to be you the most perfect. I, I assume so. I saw, we saw Impact. We saw AEW. We saw um, WXW. We noticed. Um, NEW, like we noticed all these companies do for oh, I didn't know you worked WXW. That's kind of cool. He works for Walter's company. <laughs> yeah. He, he was in the, I think he was in the 16 carat actually. Was he in the 16 carat? Okay. Yeah, I think I saw PWG in there if I remember right. Um, but like. A lot of PWG love, especially being out in California. You know, of course, Kevin, uh, Kevin Owens and, and Sami Zayn paying their respects, you know, Super Dragon and, and whatnot. So that was a, a pretty cool little thing there. And I didn't know they had the, the, the gorilla on their gear until I watched the Indie Hall of Fame. And Excalibur was talking about how they had it on their, their left knees. Oh. And I was like, oh, shit, they really did. It was the KO, and above it was the PWG gorilla. Huh. And then Sammy had, like, his name in, um, oh, I can't think of the language. Um, I always get it confused, but in, in, his, in his language. And... Um, Above it was the PWG logo. Whoa. So that was pretty cool. But you had all this teed up, and then you still, like, he, he doesn't win. Swerve the crowd. <laughs> so, do you think the sale had anything to do with that? So let me get into my hot take here to get it out of the way, and then okay. we can talk the sale. I, so Ari Moreno. If you, if for those that don't know, is the owner of the Los Angeles Angels baseball team. And last year, he announced that he was going to sell the team. And because of that, he refused any trade offers for Shohei Otani, who is arguably the best player in the league, maybe one of the greatest players to ever play baseball, is a free agent next year, and has pretty much said he intends on testing free agency because the Angels are dog shit. But he refused to trade Otani when he could have got a haul for him, probably. And the reason being mm. is if I'm selling the Angels, they're way more attractive to sell with Otani on the team because a new owner has a better chance of getting him to stay with the team. Then move forward to this year, and right before uh, beginning of March, Artie Moreno has a big news conference. Everyone's assuming the sale. He then says, I am not selling the Angels. That, that was a rumor. I'm never selling this team. And everyone's like, damn it, we wanted you to sell because you're a terrible owner. But that's beside the point. So now, you know, obviously they kept Otani. Maybe they move at the trade deadline. I don't know. Point being, I feel like they, that Roman didn't drop the title because when they advertised this morning after the press conference, the big poster was, I believe it was Dana White, Triple H on each corner, and then in the middle was John Jones and Roman Reigns. Oh, wow. And it was Roman with two titles and Jones with the heavyweight title. 
And in my mind, they said, we're selling the company. Let's leave it as is and not touch anything until everything is done, purchased. The, you know, the, the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed. And that's why they didn't have him drop the title last night. Now, I'm a fightful has posted a few things. Uh, Y-Ting in post-wrestling, who I trust him very much, posted some things as well, that apparently the decision for Roman to win was made weeks ago. And the people in the new knew about this decision weeks ago. Could it be smoke? Who knows? Could it be leaked just to get people to not think that they panic moved? I don't know. But a part of me really feels, and and I say this watching firsthand with the Anaheim Angels, having the Roman Reigns, you could argue, of, of baseball, they didn't want to change anything because they didn't want to scare off buyers by having something new. You have Cody win the title and you suddenly change the landscape of your company 12 hours before you're going to sell it. I feel like that's why they didn't do it. And I feel like but you could still have Roman Reigns be that core focal point of your company champion but, or not. But are you, if you're but advertising it looks better with him holding the belt, I mean, is exactly. John, John Jones champion though. Yeah. He, he won the heavyweight title uh, at the last show. Of cocaine. He beat the uh, he beat the shit out of somebody. I can't remember who it was. Cocaine. No, he didn't fight cocaine. He like loved cocaine. Oh. I thought he did fight cocaine like a few years ago. Oh, I thought he embraced it. I thought it was like a tag member. <laughs> he 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 he'll he turn on sobriety. That's what he did. If if you have to create a new name as ufc and wwe are uh, yeah we'll we'll get it so yeah no that's your hot take i mean it it wouldn't surprise me um you know of course this deal was probably done i would say probably after the reception of saturday uh not only from everyone online uh your your news sources but just the audience reaction i mean you had that that feel good moment at the uh at the end of night one uh with the usos being dethroned after you know such amount of days um, and then, you know, everyone's just talking like, oh, we can't wait for night two. And, you know, allegedly there was only, you know, a couple hundred tickets left, you know, going into Sunday, you know, if it was 80,000 or if that was just, you know, Titan numbers or McMahon numbers or whatever. But, uh, oh, that was still looking really shit. Packed. Yeah. So, I mean, but still, I mean, the, the gates and, and the excitement, I think, is the big thing. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, like you said, you know, I, I've read that too, where it was just, you know, the, the decision was made, but who knows, maybe that, I mean, cause Endeavor was supposed to be out of the running, what, a month ago, you know, they were one of the first companies along with Disney, uh, of course, you know, um, Warner Discovery and whatnot, you know, they were looking at it for a bit for like a second, but it was mm-hmm. Disney, it was Endeavor, um, and then of course, uh, Universal, you know, with Peacock. And then they yeah. all essentially just kind of dropped out at the same time. And so everyone was like, huh, interesting. So that's why when this whole, you know, it comes out late last or early in the afternoon, yes, there was like Endeavor is going to buy the, you know, WWE. It's like, okay, so maybe that was the whole smoke screen. Um, you know, again, selling for, you know, the reports are, you know, under from what they, they valued, you know, their their company at, meaning World Wrestling Entertainment. Um, but of course, you know, kind of merging and, and having a total value along with the ultimate fighting championship there. Cause what, I mean, what is Dana White? I mean, it's essentially McMahon, right? Where they're just, uh, you know, He's the like executive the president chairs, of Booker. But, but isn't that just title and name? Isn't that like an EVP in AEW? 
No, he's the one. Who, like, like Dana, Dana White's the one who. Well, I thought Dana White doesn't do anything with it anymore. No, he's he still does. Like, he pretty much does the same shit. He just doesn't run the company anymore. He, okay. he you know, he, when when him and Fertitta were able to get four billion dollars or whatever for it, they they kept him on because they still want him to find the talent, make the matches, uh-huh. be the booker. Because if I'm them, I I leave Dana White doing that because he's he does a great job setting up these shows. So I wouldn't yeah. want somebody different doing yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. He's the promoter, and I think that's basically what Vince will be. Vince is still gonna. So Vince is the executive chair. Is is I, I there? There's a I had the hierarchy here, and I'll get to the hierarchy exactly like to the detail of what's going down. And I, I'm going to send you something on Facebook Messenger that. Okay. You don't have to go through right now because it's probably going to be overwhelming because I'm still <laughs> overwhelmed and I've looked at it for two and a half hours. So I don't expect someone to look at this in two seconds and go, oh, this is that, this is that. And if it is, then I'm going to turn it over to you and do what I can't figure out. Um, so breaking news, Sean Sapp said that there was a, a meeting before Raw tonight, of course, a uh, production meeting, and there, uh, which was held by Triple H, Nick Khan, and Frank Riddick. Um, they were saying Endeavor isn't going to be involved in the creative or production of the show. Yep. So they're going to run their own entity. uh, All the board members. Uh, They have have six. They have six. There's six. Six of the board are Endeavor. Five of the board are WWE. No names have been given yet for them. But it's an eleven-person board. WWE. I know the Endeavor ones have been made. That's from what it. from what I from what I'm reading right now, what I read this morning, the only people that are in place is is the top three or the top five figureheads, mm-hmm. which is Artie Emanuel uh, as the CEO, Vince is the executive chairman, and Shapiro as the president and COO. The statement has also confirmed that both Dana White and Nick, Nick Khan will continue their roles as presidents. Whilst an 11 yeah. person strong board of directors will be appointed at a later date, there will be six members appointed by Endeavor and the five remaining by the WWE. And then I just sent yeah. you the entire legal filing. It's like 200 pages. Con Triple H and this Messers guy, their bonuses equal to fifteen million or five million respectfully with hundred percent such amount payable as soon as the transaction. Wow. Yep. We're gonna go tra- Um That's So yeah, I Endeavor will own fifty one percent while the remaining forty nine will be made up of the existing shareholders of WWE. Um, so the one thing with Endeavor, of course, you know, we, we know the, the UFC model where you have to sign, you know, you have to get ESPN Plus, you know, just to kind of get, you know, the, the regular, like, let's say your Monday Night Raws or your past content. You know, you pay such amount a month or you could bundle it with your Hulu and Disney gimmicks. Um, but you have to pay upwards of 60 to $80 for the big shows. Now, of course, the network, you know, the era of the WWE network into the seamless progr- uh, transition into Peacock, what, over the last 12 years now? Yeah, 2011, I want to say. Um, so, you know, kind of for that route, we're accustomed to playing a fat, uh, a flat fee to kind of see all these PLEs. I mean, so what does this mean for the model? Of course, you know, Nick Khan last week in an interview said that they would look into it depending on, you know, whoever, you know, they, they would listen to, you know, maybe 
you know, venturing out into that model again, you know, the pay-per-view, even though that we would lose our, our PLE meme uh, from the wonderful Brian Klecker there. But, uh, um, I mean, do you think that will kind of put a little down, not a downward thing, but, I mean, do you think people will still spend 40 to 60 bucks on these events, even though we've gone a decade plus without doing that? No, I think it's – I think – I. So Endeavor is is very good creatively business-wise, and they're the ones where UFC has seen the biggest upswing even bigger than what they had had before. And that's because yeah. they're running, they run a lot of free shit on ESPN and on ESPN+. WWE is going to do that, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if by SummerSlam, the big four, meaning SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania and Money in the Bank. I'm considering Money in the Bank a big four over Survivor Series. Over Survivor um, Series, huh? Yeah. I feel like those four are all going to be on a price level. You're going to have to buy all four of those. And I, I wouldn't be shocked if it's by Money in the Bank or SummerSlam this year. Well, yeah, I mean, Money in the Bank, that'll be the the one back in London. Um, what was that, July 1st, I, I want to say. So, that would be, you know, kind of interesting. And then going back to back with, like you said, with SummerSlam there in Detroit, you know, kind of recoup some of those costs by, you know, running out those giant stadiums, you know, essentially. Mm-hmm. And kind of building up all, all that there. Which, I mean, if you do the four, that, I guess, shouldn't be an issue because, you know, Mania, yeah, I mean, especially if they continue to be as good as, you know, the you know the, this past weekend, I'm sure people wouldn't mind, you know, kind of going back to the old school days of like, all right, everybody funnel up 10 bucks. Uh, shout out to Kyle, by the way. Half pint represent the uh, the ROH show, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, as long as they kind of go that route. But I mean, is this going to be on your ESPN app, or is, does Endeavor have an, an app itself, or is it just essentially? I think it's not going to matter ESPN what happens plus. with Peacock. I think it, I think it all matters what happens with Peacock. PLEs. Okay, no, that makes sense. And, because and if, when is if, Peacock's contract over, do you know? It's It's got to be, I would think it's got to be around the same time as all this other shit. I, I'll do some digging here and look, but I would think it's got to be through everything else because then that gives them the flexibility to do what they need to do to go with what they just, you know what I mean? Because Fox, cause Fox ends, what, 2024, right? Yeah, because they're trying um, to get all that this this spring they're trying to get all these TV deals. Oh, everything because... expires. WWE's TV deals with NBC Universal's USA Network and the Fox Broadcast Network expire in October 2024. Okay, so that makes sense because it started in October of 2019. Because that was when I went to that the second Fox SmackDown in Vegas was 2019. Yeah. So that yeah. Um, Damn, you saw Kofi get murdered. No, that was the first show. I saw the first. No, I was going to say, I saw the Bailey uh, defeating Charlotte for the title and heel turn, but I left before that. Oh, when, yeah. When, I was like, why would you leave? That was like the coolest thing ever. Yeah, because when, when I was the B team against Heavy Machinery, I was like, I'm leaving. That's <laughs> <laughs> no. stupid. Um, WWE currently has no plans on expanding PLE into pay-per-view situations at the time, but there remains a possibility in the future. 
However, the deal would have to be big enough to entice WWE in that direction. So a lot of it is going to depend on how much money I think they make in the next year. They also, the advantage that we have, I think, where it'll keep it free, is they get rights fees in in the UK and overseas because all of the okay. all the shows they don't do pay per view over there. It's all on their networks, like Sky Sports, yeah. things like that. Yeah. So they're already getting it incentivized to not have to charge by the network. So depending what happens with the new, um, you know, we'll have to see. Um, wait to see. Uh, or one of the other things too is uh, apparently it was through WrestleNomics. Vince was more enticed to sell to a company that was going to let him back into the company if he wanted yeah. to. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so going off of the three o'clock call today, um, the deal came together in the last two weeks. Uh, as Endeavor pulled ahead about two weeks ago, they had downplayed the interest in the WWE sale likely as part of a negotiation strategy. Um, as I said to you on the phone, WWE had a lot of bidders with Vince McMahon's 20-plus year relationship with Ari Emanuel was a major factor. Uh, when WWE ultimately shook hands with Endeavor, McMahon and Emanuel reported they are very familiar with each other, and the deal is said to have a the devil-you-know aspect to it. Um, mm-hmm. The company will now be valued with the two of them uh, at uh, around $21 billion together. Um, the belief within WWE is that Endeavor will be able to supercharge WWE's intellectual property the same way it did for the UFC. The sale will allow WWE to use Endeavor's deep connections into Hollywood, as well as other holdings and properties such as hospitality and live event company on location, various sports franchises, film finance, and sales companies, and more, which I didn't know they had all that means. Um, WWE appreciated the fact that Endeavor has largely remained out of daily operations of the UFC, allowing it to be ran with, um, and the belief is that the WWE will be ran the same way. The show allowed the WWE creative team, production team, et cetera, to be run the same way it has been, which was another key reason in the purchase. Huh. Um, yeah, if you guys are familiar with Ari Emanuel, just uh, if you're familiar with the show Entourage and the super agent Ari Gold, that is essentially who that character was based off of. So tight. So if you want to know the ruthless, uh, the ruthlessness, cutthroatness uh, that he will get anything done, just uh, watch that show, and, and you will know. Um, what else? There's something else. Hence the Hollywood connection. That's where I was kind of going with that, Ryan. Where you know, of course, he's going to have all that because that's where he got to start. Was you know, Hollywood yeah. and everything. Which totally makes sense after you had explained all that to me. Um, did you see? Did you did you click it all in that link that I sent you? Oh yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's it's, it's one of those things wild. where if you just if you're just sitting around and bored, um, it's worth going over. Like I said, it's 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 well over a hundred pages, but it like yeah, you know, some of the stuff I'm like I have no idea what they're talking about, um, but like like you can go through and they have a step by step of how the pre closing reorganization schedule starts, um. Or uh, step 1.1, Averos Films, Inc. converts to a limited liability company under Delaware state law. Step 1.2, BG Films, Inc. converts to a limited liability. Marine Six Films, Main Event Films, Fighting Family, LLT, or LTD, WWE Studios. Like, all these are all those, like, different names, if you think about, that WWE did when they were trying to make movies. Movies, yeah. Which that's going bye-bye. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, like... So what? So like you said, you know, Endeavor owns fifty-one percent. McMahon owns forty-nine percent, or you know, the E, what have you. Um, so like, 
say someone wants to do like an OnlyFans or, you know, a, a bang endorsement. Like, all they have to do is get the okay from in Denver now, more so than the E, correct? Potentially. That's going to be one of those things where I think we got to stuff that in our back pocket. third-party stuff, I mean, I'm sure the contracts are going to be a little bit more restructured kind of going forward, not the ones that have already been signed. But, yeah, what does that mean with the contracts, the monies, the downside guarantees and all that? What do you think I, on, on that front? I think with them still being allowed to kind of run the way that they're running, they're not going to mess with any of that. Okay. I think it's more how can we make more. And like, now, here's how the one we, thing that I'll, exactly. And here's the one thing I will say, too, is so um, executive officers, Ari Emanuel, CEO, as I mentioned, Mark Shapiro is president or president and chief operating officer, uh, Andrew Schlemmer as CFO, Seth Cross as the COO, on WWE's portion, Nick Khan as president, UFC's portion, um, Dana White, President Lawrence Epstein, is COO of UFC. So more and more of the breakdown, and then as I said, six Endeavor, five WWE. Do you think uh, the the two that Vince brought back to get him on the board are going to be on there? Uh, I can't. Barrios Michelle and, uh, Michelle Wilson yeah, or whatever. Barrios. Uh, possible. So a lot of the big thing is under under Schedule Two Dash One, Exhibit Ninety Nine Point One. I'm saying that to try to sound smart. Endeavor announces <laughs> UFC and WWE to form a 21 plus billion global live sports and entertainment company. New publicly listed company to be 51% owned by Endeavor and 49% by existing WWE shareholders. Endeavor, Endeavor to contribute UFC in, into company at enterprise value of 12.1 billion. So they get the 21, 21 billion number by the 12.1 of UFC and the 9.3 that WWE's valued at. That's how they got to over 21 as a, as a whole. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where it talks about transaction details and approvals. The transaction values UFC at an enterprise value of 12.1 and WWE at an enterprise value of 9.3. Uh, the transaction represents a contribution price of WWE of approximately $106 per share before any post-closing dividend because now it's 20 bucks cheaper. <laughs> Additionally, the UFC and WWE will each contribute cash to the new company, so it holds approximately $150 million. At closing, Endeavor intends to sweep all excess cash at UFC, and shareholders of the new company, other than the Endeavor, are expected to receive a post-closing dividend. Huh. So that's kind of where that money comes into place. Um, and then they're, they're, they're the big statement... Uh, Endeavor Group Holdings and World Wrestling Entertainment today announced they have signed the definitive agreement to form a new publicly listed company consisting of two iconic complementary global sports entertainment brands. UFC and WWE, uh, we brought up those numbers. Together, UFC and WWE will have global reach, impressive scale, and omni-channel distribution. On a combined 2022 fiscal year-end basis, WWE and UFC achieved revenue of $2.4 billion and a 10% annual revenue growth rate since 2019. Um, this hmm. is a rare opportunity to create a global live sports and entertainment per, uh, per built for where the industry is headed, said Ari Emanuel. For decades, Vince and his team have demonstrated an incredible track record of innovation and shareholder value creation. We are confident that Endeavor can deliver significant additional value for shareholders by bringing UFC and WWE together. Given the incredible work that Ari and Endeavor have done to grow the UFC brand, nearly doubling its revenue over the past seven years, and the immense success we've already had in pairing with them on a number of ventures, I believe that this is without a doubt the best outcome for our shareholders and other stakeholders, said Vincent K. McMahon, Executive Chairman of WWE. 
McMahon continued, together we will be a 21-plus billion live sports and entertainment powerhouse with collective fan base of more than a billion people and, uh, and an exciting growth opportunity. The new company will be well-positioned to maximize the value of our combined media rights, enhance sponsorship monetization, develop new forms of content and purpose, other strategic uh, mergers and acquisitions to further bolster our strong stable of brands. I, along with the current WWE management team, look forward to working closely with Ari and the Endeavor and UFC teams to take the business to the next level. Uh, the new company will be led by Chief, or Emmanuel, Chief Executive Officer, who will also continue his role as the CEO of Endeavor, McMahon, Executive Chairman of the board, and Mark Shapiro, who will be President and COO of both Endeavor and the new company. Dana White will continue his role as the president of the UFC. Nick will serve as president of WWE. The board of directors will consist of 11 members who will be appointed at a later date, six of whom will be appointed by Endeavor, and five of whom by WWE. Lastly, together, huh. WWE and, and uh, UFC and WWE expect to deliver an estimated $50 million to $100 million in annual run rate cost synergies by leveraging, among other things, Endeavor's box office, or back office and robust infrastructure. Endeavor hmm. also expects significant growth across revenue areas, including domestic and international. Uh, and then it's got, you know, about UFC. So the logo is, it's, it's, a, wow. it's, a, it's got, uh, it says Endeavor, and then below it in red and black is the UFC logo, and then to the right of that is the WWE logo. So UFC is going to be the prime minute number one, it looks like, out of the two. Yeah, so, I mean, this goes back. Obviously, the bridge to both companies is, you know, the Beast Incarnate, Brock Lesnar. You know, of course, you know, there's been money for both companies there. Um, of course, getting to start with, with wrestling. Um, but, of course, you know, MMA fighters have always, you know, had beef with, with, you know, professional wrestlers, if you will. So how does this relationship kind of happen? Um, you know, I mean, obviously, they're separate entities, but when you do do that synergy crossover aspect you have your daniel cormier's you know your, your super fans and whatnot you know a few that have you know gone to AEW, which i don't know if that relationship can work anymore um but uh yeah i mean what do you think i mean it, it's probably nothing because to them it's just as long as their money's not messed with but you know it's just like i mean what crossover can you expect you know with ufc and wwe just them sitting in the in the audiences and that's it you, you you want to know where where are I'm going to give you maybe you get a John Jones Roman Reigns stare down at SummerSlam. I I was going to say I wouldn't and and I, this is just the first thing that comes to my my head. So it, I, I'm imagining something different unless they decide to make this guy a more regular figure and then a baby face. But I uh-huh. can see next year's WrestleMania like Logan Paul versus Conor McGregor. <laughs> or makes, Seth you know, Rollins, Conor McGregor, something like that. Yeah. Um, Is McGregor even a part of the UFC anymore with all his, you know, shenanigans? Yeah. You still have yeah, I mean, the umbrellas? Oh, yeah. so from what I that. thought, they were trying to, um, they were trying to um, still get him. Uh, to fight, uh, what's his name, this summer? Um, Dar- uh, Poirier, Dustin Poirier in a, in a one more rematch. Huh. After uh, how Poirier, because the last time they fought was when Poirier checked that kick and he broke his ankle, so it kind of just stopped the fight. 
Mm-hmm. And they're, they're trying to do one more, especially now that they got John. And that's why they, they put in that big thing to get John Jones in, too. Is, you know, now John Jones is back. Um, you bring in Connor, you get him back. Now you get on top of those guys coming back. You get uh, the WWE thing where you can use that now if you want. Um, I, I think this has got to be a big incentive for a guy like Bobby Lashley. Yep. You know, if Lashley really wants to try to fight again, they can they they have a perfect way of controlling it. Like I'm not saying controlling him, but you know they they have a better way where they can do it. That's controllable. That 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 works with them and their schedule. Yeah, or with their well, model. Instead of yeah, it's, yeah. They're um. He he basically could be Jack Jack Swagger. You know where when. He, I said, well, but I mean to be fair, look, you know, no, Jack know Swagger wanted to go work Bellator. They work it where yeah. they they just kept, you know, he he would show up and just do like he wouldn't wrestle. He would just show up on card. Yeah. And to be fair, that motherfucker's undefeated. I'm just gonna say that too. <laughs> like like uh, love him or hate the guy, that man is is a is a shoot tough guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he rocks that purple hat well. Um, <laughs> I love this hat. $1.2 million. That's insane. Huh. So, I mean, essentially, yeah, WWE now a part of the Endeavor umbrella along with UFC. Uh, expect so many crossover, you know, opportunities, of course, you know, kind of there, you know, as you stated, you know, with the Hollywood connection with Ari Emanuel as well. Um, I mean, a lot, I'm sure, will be, you know, introduced within a few minutes as Raw is going to kick off here. Um, and no spoilers. And, and of course, I, I'd no say spoilers. one of the big reasons, you know, is you know the big flagship. I mean, yeah, maybe people will spend you know fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty bucks. Um, definitely, I would say if you combined a package for that for both nights of WrestleMania, those Hollywood from this past weekend, I would say it might it might be worth around that price tag. Mm. Not for yet, of course, because that's fucking ridiculous, but. Like if if it's if if they're only gonna be like four or five of these tops, then I won't. I'm not gonna be like as bitter. But yeah, I I I don't want to be a you know that old curmudgeon, if you will. But we've been spoiled, and I don't want it to change. Yeah. Well, yeah. Who wants to go back to buying in your house pay per views? <laughs> yeah, like like. It, 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 <laughs> joke because you say it like I, I'm going to be pissed off with Alex you know I'm, I'm a little bit of a completionist where I watch some of the stupidest stuff that I do because I just need to see everything so I can know everything if I have yeah. to spend $50 to watch Roadblock oh I'm going to be irritated nah man that's, we're going to bootleg that stuff we're going to be like Cody Rhodes watching Survivor Series <laughs> bootleg, or Revolution bootleg <laughs> yeah, I, that's what exactly what Tony Khan thinking after the what? the big news being broken. Um, was this I affect AEW in any way? Do you think? Because WWE, especially if they are, I mean, again, it's not going to happen for a while, if at all. But you know, maybe they have to make the storylines a little bit better and the matches a little bit more complete than what we have been seeing. You know, because like you always said. You know, you don't really have to make these pay-per-view or these PLEs, you know, 
as great as we were accustomed to for so many years because, you know, they, they have a subscription model. You know, essentially it's already sold. Of course, you got to sell tickets for the building and whatnot. But, I mean, now, you know, do you think this might influence in, into having better uh, storylines, better wrestling, you know, just kind of overall, especially with the two brands? I, I think Tony Khan is, is, is excited. I don't know if he would if he's gonna if he'd say that. I think he will give like the check. most per he'll he'll give the most perfect PR speech. He's he's the best at avoiding questions, dodging questions as needed, and saying things when they need to say it. Like he's perfect at that. You watch those press conferences, and he can talk for seven minutes without answering your question. Yeah, but I think he has to know now that this is going to make you know, like you said, and I'm, I'm hoping that with what you said is the correct thing that this is going to make WWE have to be better. Yeah. Because now, while they're still running as their own entity, at the end of the day, there's still going to be a little bit of a microscope in the back of their, you know, that, that they know is there. Whether, they, whether yep. they want to admit it or not, they're still being watched a little bit. And the better material that they do is just going to make Tony Khan have to be that much better himself, which is what he always wants. I think, I think part of the, the, the advantage with him having ROH is if WWE just wants to sit there and shit the bed like they usually do, he can be his own competition yeah. to make himself better. And uh, it, he's, he's showing it with the way he books these ROH shows. <laughs> you know, because if you look, look at every AEW show since – he took over ROH last year's WrestleMania weekend. They've been better every single time because he's competing against himself. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's making himself have to be better. If he gets another company that's going to help fuel that, it's just it's it's better for his business. It's better for those shows, and it's better for us as fans because we're just going to get more quality stuff. The end Not of the, the day. Front making people have to perform is the best thing possible because it's just going to give us better shit. Yeah. Although with, with what they did at the main event of night two is <laughs> just, I still don't understand that. What's Miguel. Like I said, after the entrance, uh, the big dog suffering suck at that himself, uh, <laughs> the tribal chief, I was like, Oh, he's winning this. He's regaining this time. <laughs> I just like honestly how, during the when when it ended the way it did I was like I wonder if they called that in the ring like did they finalize the deal right there and they're like you know what range is winning and that's, Which that is goes with not true. with more and more with what I was saying too is Roman Reigns is now an Endeavor employee yeah so what are they gonna want on their poster yeah but he's a Rhodes. I, I still don't understand. I, I, look, I, I, I give Triple H a hell of a lot of praise for how good this mania was. This was this is one of the best manias I've seen in years. It truly was. Yeah. I will I will be a hundred percent honest that I I love this mania. I thought there was a there was a good chance that night one of WrestleMania I think is is a top five WrestleMania maybe top ten if yeah. you really look at it. They didn't have any was, title match, like they didn't have a championship match. And it didn't but they it, had it, the the emotion and the storyline for that tag team championship and a hell of a women's championship match. Yeah. I would even just say wrestling match. Yeah, that was the, that was my favorite match time. of the show. 
was but that? What was more more Tyler I thought about Blair that title? Did was fantastic. He, he, I, I had to go back and relook at it because originally I had I had the main event as my number one match that night, the women two, and then the four way yeah. tag at three. But rewatching yeah. the main event of night one, I'm going. Man, they just suddenly like went into a heat to have a hot tag four minutes into the match. I, that was really <laughs> weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it was it was just really weird. Like suddenly he's getting worked. You know, Sammy's getting worked over, and he makes the hot tag, and they're like four minutes in, and it's like what? Well, I didn't and realize. They, to me, it seemed like it was longer. I didn't realize it was even four minutes. <laughs> yeah, and then they well, then they go and work a whole heat then on Kevin Owens. So now yeah. you have a second heat being worked in the match. And then they do another one, I think, if I remember right, on Sammy with it. And I was like, man, they're just beating these geeks' ass right now. Yeah. <laughs> but it was still really good. The story was great. The right guys won. Like, I'm not mad about any of it. I, I really liked it. Um, but then I thought about the women's match, and I was like, this is every, everything I wanted. This is people dropping each other on their heads. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's what it was. Charlotte, when she took that that flipping German and got her got her uh, she, her face smoked on it. Yes, I was about to say when she realized. Huh. Yeah, like that was my only beef with that is Charlotte always has to do the Hulk Hogan where she she won't let the person get get the shine. Like she has to stay out there and the heat on her. And I'm just like, just go in the back. And just let them have their moments, like yeah. But whatever, that has nothing to do with the match. Uh, so I'm not, you know that Flair didn't do that. Flair would put the person over and leave, and then you'd get Sting standing up with fireworks and all that shit. Flair, tell me one match where Ric Flair sat on the ground giggling in in confusion like a lunatic against and the great Muda in ninety-two. Ninety-two, he wasn't there anymore. Well, no, he, was, he, he came back for Super Brawl 3 because he won uh, Battle Bowl at Starcade, And then he, uh, then he wrestled Barry Windham for the NWA title at Super Brawl 3. It was really good. And Triple H is feeling odd level. He's on that God mode right now. He's eating up the crowd. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't tell. I mean, I'm watching it the minute we get off here. So don't go spoil it. Um. I don't even want to know who's on the TV. I want everything to be fresh when I see it, please. Well, Shane McMahon's um, on the TV now. He's walking with both legs. God. That was a um, work. <laughs> <laughs> James Harden. I was going to send that picture, but it wouldn't send. And then Venture sends it. I'm like, damn it, he took the shine. But that was such a great picture. That was so funny where he's fucking falling over. <laughs> oh, my God. Um. But um, yeah. I forgot where we were going here. Um, damn it, I lost my train of thought now. Um, was it about yeah. Nakamura's speech and what he oh, said about no. Shinsuke? Yeah, he's oh Nakamura. I don't speak good English. He left. Call him a French cigarette. <laughs> the uh, no, but the whole like so that's why I think I changed my change of what with, with Charlotte being that. Charlotte and Rhea being the best match, but that first night was just so good. And then this was somebody compared Cody not winning to Leon Lettuce losing the ball at the one yard line and not just falling over into the end zone. <laughs> ah. 
like, how do you this 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 is was so gift wrapped, and there's nothing uh, like I don't I don't care what anybody wants to say to me. Oh, the, he he's gonna beat him. I don't care anymore. You just told me he's a geek. You literally just told me he's not good enough to beat Roman. Next. Check him off. Like he had him with two crossroads into a third. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And the spot was there. There were so many there. I mean, the pedigree spot was great. And then you're like, oh. And then you're and the match was key. fantastic. I went, the throw. Full, I went the full five on the match, Alex. I loved Whoa, it. I you thought it was Cody Rhodes. I was, I was so into this match. And then the fucking finish, I was like, oh. They really didn't pull the trigger. Now, it took you, once again, they couldn't make a star to beat Roman, so they, they begged The Rock to come. Last year. Is what they, I kept hearing. Who cares? They, they begged The Rock to come and work him. They tried to pay yeah. Austin to come work him. And then they managed to take the guy who helped found another company and bring him over who already made himself a star, and that's what you used. And you didn't put him over. a lot of who was way yeah. over before he got hurt, but got himself yeah. more over by wrestling hurt. So if if he's not the guy, I mean, do they think they're going to sign Kenny Omega? Jey Uso. No, no one's bitch. <laughs> or, or, <laughs> well, they can't do your, you've been, you've been claiming Solo Sokolo should have been the guy, but. With his streak now, you know, null and void. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you beat Solo on national television. Yeah. Oh, Which my I was God. Like, well, that was when they announced that match, it was like, oh, you got to do a dusty finish for that match because you can't kill Solo's momentum of, you know, the undefeatedness. And I was like, oh, nope, they did. So I should have <laughs> known that Cody Rhodes, you know, lose at, at night, too. Hell of a match. I mean, yeah, I, I would probably even go a little higher than a five. Um, if I went the Melter route, just um, yeah. just the way Re- and Reigns didn't do his talking like he does. Which I like love. Both, like, it was just so great. Like, again, like you were saying, you know, he goes to, you know, the front row. He hugs his daughter. You know, he gives the belt, you know, to, you know, Brody Lee's, you know, son. And... You're just like, whoa, this is really cool. And then Roman Reigns comes out to, like, that baller entrance. And then Sokoa gets, you know, kicked out. And you're like, all right, this is going to be fair. You knew shenanigans was going to happen. Um, But I'm not kidding you, Ryan. About five minutes, even before Sokoa and all them came, uh, and, of course, the Usos and and Owens and and Steen, or Owens and uh, Sammy, my thing was the whole, I, I honestly yelled out loud, I was like, they're going to do a dusty finish in this match. And then as the minutes progressed, and then you had the interference, and, you know, the you know the tags were, you know, the tag teams were, were out of the picture. I'm like, they are going to do, like I, call, like, I yelled it in the house. I was like, they are doing a dusty finish right now to end this match. And then, lo and behold, the hoodie, you know, in the back, I'm like, Oh my God! They're doing the dusty finish, and then lo and behold, they did the fucking dusty finish. <laughs> Two Dusty Roses' son on the whole hashtag finish the story. Like everything was just a Vinceism. 
Now, if Vince wasn't in control and say, you know, say he was still suspended, he didn't work his con his way in, you know, to getting, you know, which, by the way, on Friday, he was back as a, you know, member of the roster, you know, on, on that team. Like, people forgot. Like, he signed a two-year deal on Friday afternoon <laughs> to be an official WWE employee. Because when do you do fucking, you know, shoddy negotiations and business deals? On a Friday, because no one gives a shit. And that's exact. And I was, like, talking to people. I'm like, how is no one making a big deal out of this? Yeah, we knew he was there already, blah, blah, blah. But there's something else behind this. And then, of course, it's all like he's going to be a mania. And then on Saturday night after the show, like he was, you know, supervising on the headsets. And, you know, you could totally tell on certain instances. But say Vince, you know, say after the summer, you know, it was still Vince was out of it. Um, you know, not with the company per se, you know, like it has been the last couple of months, Ryan. Do you think they still go with that finish? I, I truly believe. This was still a Vince FU to the Rhodes family in a weird way. In a weird, I, weird way. It just seems like it. I, I feel like Triple H is very good at staying the course and not caving like Vince did with, with Kofi and Jane O'Brien. Yeah. I feel like if I, – I honestly feel like if Vince was in charge, he would have caved and had Sammy win it at, at Chamber. And then they would have done a three-way at Mania where Roman would have just beat them both. And then it would have that would have been even worse. Because then you stopped his streak and just put the belt on him. Streak. So yeah. no, here's my question: Is like you mentioned the dusty finish? Should they have really done the dusty finish then? Meaning, you know, the the true dusty finish is the baby face wins, but they restart the match and then the heel rolls the. Well, yes and no. I mean, with the interference, you know, and everything. I, that's what I it and had Cody win. Because I was, I was saying they're going to restart the match. Yeah, I was like, I was like, watch, they're going to restart the match because he threw him out. And that was me reaching for any sort of tea leave I could to to not accept that they didn't have Cody win. Too. <laughs> <laughs> like to be fair. But like, like where your head is is what I'm thinking. Like, I was like, they, yeah. they got to restart it. Now, here's the other thing that scares me. By the way, I found uh, official Jimmy Uso limited edition shirt, WWE.com, posted you know two years ago or whatever. Just says nobody's bitch, and then <laughs> limited edition Jay Uso shirt, right hand man, right hand man. And those shirts are so stupid. Um. What if tonight they they're now I, now this is it probably isn't going to happen now because um they from what from what Luke read was uh it, they're doing solo and Roman against Cody and and whoever wants he wants to get as a partner which like I said I'll be you know I'm guessing Riddle because of Solo Sokoa and Riddle had his time he missed his Mania payday now he can come back yeah. But, what if instead of doing that, they, they go out in UFC gimmicks? I mean, yeah, he could. It's, that's almost perfect, too. That's another person. But I was terrified that they were going to have Adam Pierce come out and say, you know what? He was kicked out of the match. That shouldn't have started. We're going to restart the match tonight at Crypto Arena because it's not Staples Center. And they're like, yeah. no, you know, that's not how it goes. We don't do that. And then he goes, fine. 
Roman, you're defending the Raw title against Cody tonight. I, I'll 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 throw you a bone, but you're still defending the the Universal Championship tonight. And then mm-hmm. Cody wins the red belt, and then he goes back with the WWE belt to SmackDown, which is where the longevity of the reign is. And now you see yep. the two titles up. I mean, I, I would think that would make more sense. And I mean, depending on what you know is happening now, um, yeah. I mean, you got to split the titles the way how everything. I mean, a good business is you know, especially with Roman Reigns' schedule, you know, kind of going that that Brock Lesnar route. I don't know about that many days off um, or months, but you know, kind of what you read over the last you know year or so, you know, it could be heading that way. But I mean, you definitely need a fighting champion to support you know that tier pricing kind of, you know, down the long term, I would say, you know, where well, Frank the Clown's there, that jerk. Um, why is he in the audience? So I would say I got to turn this off. It's distracting me. Um, but, yeah, I, I would say that that might be the better business decision. Is it a cop-out? Maybe. But, but again, I think people will be happy that, you know, at least he does get a title. And maybe that's something they do at WrestleMania Backlash. You know, that's the backlash of, you know, the interference. And, you know, if they don't do the three-on-three, what have you, uh, you know, that could be a way. Or maybe they do the whole WWF booking of, you know, the title's on the line. You know, if if Jey Uso gets pinned, he wins the red, you know, some bullshit like that, which, again, stupidity, I know. But, uh, yeah, I think that's something where where you got to do. You have to address the two titles and break it up. Um, and I didn't know the SmackDown one was the longest one. So um, especially with that being more of the bigger TV deal and, and the rights as well. Yeah. You got to, you got to give Roman that. And then, you know, at least on there, you still have that intercontinental championship, you know, kind of still being that, that mainstay title, which especially after uh, Sunday night, uh, I think a lot of people have a lot more eyes on, on Gunther and Imperium. Yeah. God, that match is fantastic. Um, so I guess, I guess with everything that we just kind of went over, talked about, was said, yada, yada. Um, is there anything else you want to touch on, on the sale, the main event of mania, um, kind of how, like I said, the little tie in that I felt might be a thing, just anything along that lines, or do you want to just be done with that and kind of just go and start talking some wrestling we watched? Let's get into the wonderful world of. Professional wrestling. <laughs> um, you know, then we can, because I think we're both chomping at the bit to see what happens on Raw, even though because it, it's a Raw after Mania. Um, so it hasn't I'm, been a big one in a while. I mean, they haven't had any ones. I mean, obviously since the pandemic. So I mean, a lot of eyes are going to be on, on on Raw. I would think. So I mean, hopefully mm-hmm. they. they Especially with the sale, you know, like I said, uh, you know, it was already announced Triple H was going to come off first, but yeah, I have no idea what he said, you know, or, or, or what's happening there. So um, it'll be interesting for sure. So, and I'm I'm really I'm really curious to see also, um, like I feel I feel like they got to do, I don't know, like. I don't know. The only thing that I can really see happening that's a, that's like a a new thing is like Braun Breaker debuts. Is that big though? Uh, no, but you don't think with the controversy of his dad Rick Steiner at WrestleCon over the weekend, uh, you don't <laughs> think they're going to play off that for a bit? I mean, that's a true thing. I mean, 
obviously that's not Brown Breaker, but, you know, it has that Steiner, you know, ism to it. Um, I don't think there was any crowd reaction, you know, or any boos towards Brown Breaker for that. Thankfully, he goes by Brown Breaker still. Um, <laughs> I think so, but uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't think be... there was. Yeah. So I, I mean, just, yeah, maybe. It wouldn't you be know, he, he, if he dropped the title, to me, it just makes sense to. You know what I mean? It just makes sense to because what else? What else is there left for him to do on NXT? Nothing, yeah. So, you know, and that makes sense why, you know, they drop he, he dropped the title, bring him to the roster, start getting him going. I, I by no means do I want this to happen. And maybe maybe I guess if he ends up really figuring it out and sur- surpassing my expectations, then cool. But if Cody's not the guy that doesn't throw Roman, you need to start finding another star. <laughs> so he got the Rod same development. Like, maybe, maybe you see what you got to him. I don't know. Like it's, and that's just once again be wishful thinking. <laughs> I'm like, you got to figure something out. But like, I don't think Jay White's showing up tonight. No. Um, I don't. Do you think he gets a pop? Jay White I, I think if I think if you are gonna do it, you do it now. Because I don't, I don't know if you know you're in, you know, Poughkeepsie if they're gonna know who who he is. Yeah, I don't know. Why I picked Poughkeepsie, but yeah, why why would you pick Poughkeepsie? <laughs> I don't know. You know, weird. I, so I, I just I don't think that I think there's certain places where you you, you it's not gonna work if you debut them. Yeah. Um. But I think if he was going to sign, we would have already heard rumblings. But <laughs> um, no more so adrenaline in here. I I want to ask you because I think you said you watched this show, um, but I'm not 100 percent positive. Did you watch the the multiverse show? No. What? When did oh. I say I watched that? I don't know, for some reason I thought you were watching the New Japan Multiverse show. No, no, I'm not paying for an Impact show. Okay, I, I don't know if you're... Thing <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, just, I thought you just watched it the way that, you know, I watch it. No. <laughs> just just keep, it a, keep it a nice little freebie, if you know what I'm saying. Because, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to... Dang, Mark I, Briscoe said you, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens after WrestleMania win. Damn. No, hey. he said it was just fine. Congrats, my brothers. Love y'all. Usos can't wait to do it on the other side. Damn, he said in heaven we're going to wrestle. <laughs> if it was this hard for me to get on AEW TV... <laughs> it was psyched, though, when he said, you know, after the, you know, the match he had with Samoa Joe at... Uh, that fucking supercard of honor. He was like, nah, my, my brother. You know, he's like, Jay had the better match. He was wrestling Eddie Guerrero tonight. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's <laughs> tight. They were going to work. That's tight. Um, well, so I guess real quick, I just, I'll run through this just, just for the sake of. Um, I'll, I'll read the card. I'll read the, 
I'll read the match. I'll read my score, and I'll read who won. And if people want to check it even out, you're more than welcome to. But I'm not going to spend a lot of time on a lot of this shit. Some of this we can talk about that we've both yeah. seen. But um, I just you know Josh it. Alexander. Did he relinquish the belt yet, or because it was a, what a tricep injury he had? The Impact Champ. Uh, yeah, he, he had the pull of the crossover event. But uh, continue, sir. Sorry. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know if he if he did it yet or not. But um, so on Thursday, first thing we had was the Santino Brothers wrestling California Love um, Kid Bandit. She defeated Eli Everfly with the Ushigaroshi, uh, and the ref botched the three count. First match of Mania weekend, and the ref counts to two. Eli Everfly doesn't kick out, and the ref goes shit, and then counts to three. So I was I was watching that with some people in the Discord like oh we're off to a really good start here <laughs> like, damn it um, oh, went two and a quarter oh, wow. uh, then we had multi multi man uh, big dick Hoss Koto Hero El Primo Hino Alec Thomas Richie Coy and Ray Rosas the former um, member of PPPR with uh, Pretty Pete Avalon. Uh, <laughs> I went two and three quarters Rosas with the diving elbow on Primo Hino. Uh, then we had Tyler Bateman defeat Ronchi Rico with um, Damian Arsonist as the manager. They called him the water boy because he kept spraying water on Tyler Bateman oh. or on Ronchi Rico. Uh, Bateman with a tombstone. Almost couldn't get him up. I thought he could kill him. It was, it was really gross looking, but he was okay. Went two and a half on that. Then we had um, Lucas Riley and Dom, Dominic Q, or Dom Kubrick defeating the bomb squad Cam Gates and the DKC. Uh, with three stars on that. Uh, Riley huh. with a cutter on the DKC. Cam Gates turns on the DKC and goes with Big Dick Hoss, who, by the way, Big Whoa. Dick Hoss was, might, might have been my favorite I-don't-know-who-you-are person the entire weekend. This guy rules. It was like the first time we saw Shane Mercer throwing people around, and we're like, oh, my God, this is incredible. Uh, so that was Big Dick Hoss. Uh, then Bad Dude Tito, who... Uh, my buddy Luke that I, that I was doing sportscast with had never heard of this guy and got to see him three times on, on just Thursday. So he now knows bad dude Tito, uh, but he defeated Matt Vandegraaff uh, with a frog splash at two and a half. Seven main event, Delilah Doom uh, defended whatever title she has against Johnny Robbie and Heather Monroe. I went three and a quarter. Uh, Doom with a top rope victory roll on Robbie. To which then uh, the funniest thing that happened the whole time, and it might have been because I was um, uh, eating eating these like candy things that make you make you giggle a lot um, when when we were watching this, um, which you still can't believe that I do, which is funny because I can't believe I do it. But uh, <laughs> Delilah uh, Ray Rosas comes out and he like is celebrating with Delilah Doom, and then he headbutts her. Or no, he gives her a back elbow, and then he hits her with like um, a pump handle, like like rear Ripley's Riptide, but into a lung yeah. blower. Oh, Jesus! Which was awesome. And then everyone's coming out to stop it, and he's talking all this shit, like you know, screw her, that's my title. I was injured, should be mine. And then he puts her in a in a full Nelson, but but like a crippler crossface. So she's laying flat, huh. he's on his butt. And he's got her in, the, in a full Nelson, and he is just shaking the shit out of her, this full Nelson, to which Luke starts screaming, oh, my God, Crispin wants to grip her crossface. And then he starts going, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. 
And he's doing all that while I'm high. So I'm like crying. I'm laughing so hard at this. This is the funniest thing ever. Apparently, yeah, I have to be high to find that funny. That's funny. Here, I think it was just hearing somebody screaming the Crippler Crossface and then doing his theme music um, in the background while this is going on. It reminded me a lot of um, uh, a lot of this. <laughs> <laughs> Back before we hated him. Um, and then the main event, uh, Che Cabrera, you're in the era of Cabrera, managed also by Damian Arsenic, uh, defeated Willie Mack. Uh, I just have Cabrera via slam, so I, I guess I didn't catch what he did, but I went three stars on that. So, decent show. It wasn't the Tito brothers that I was thinking it was. But then I don't know why I thought that because Santino wasn't his real name, so I was confused. But that's okay. <laughs> uh, then, then we had a uh, the next show was the Josh Barnett's Bloodsport Nine, which rock. Yeah. I know you saw some of these and chime in when when you when you saw these. Uh, Carter McCall takes on Jeff Cobb. Out two and three quarters. Cobb with a Randleman powerbomb style finish, and then strikes to knock him unconscious, which is tight. Uh, then we had uh, two and a half stars, Eric Hammer, with a top wrist lock, taps Kelvin Tankman. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised by that one. Uh, I love me some Kelvin Tankman, but again, <laughs> double wrist lock. I, I mean, that, that, that was pretty These shows are, they're like so hard. But like when crazy shit happens, I pop every, like I I, I love these shows. And there, it, yeah. you know, nine matches and went two. Like it was easy, just in and out, boom, 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 no bullshit. Next match, this is how you establish Marina Shafir. Just have her be a bad <laughs> Don't have her talk. Give her a mouthpiece. Have her do, the, you know, the the no boots. Just have her be dominant, like she was against Killer Kelly. Because like you were saying, you know, this was like almost like a shoot. Because this is like yeah. a work shoot type of event. But it was just like, all right, you know, they were both, okay, let's see how far we can go until we realize, you know, hey, let's pull it back a little. But Marina Shafir definitely was not at, at, in some times. And, like, there was a couple times when Killer Kelly's face, like, said it all. I'm like, she doesn't know what's going on here. Like, well, yeah, Killer I mean, Kelly's so many gimmick is she's a shooter. Setting her way. I mean, that was, that was pretty intense. I was like, holy shnikes. Well, and then she tapped, and the ref didn't see it. So then Sharina, Marina Shafir keeps stretching her even more and gets her in that top triangle yeah. choke. And she's like, That's yo, <laughs> I'm done. I tapped. Like, hello. <laughs> like, she's going to rip my arm out of the socket here. <laughs> um, uh. Then we uh, – I went three and a half on that, by the way. I'm with you. That was great. With three and a half on the next match, Kota Bushi defeats Mike Bailey with a Kamagoye. When Abushi got kicked – out of the ring and almost landed on his head Yeah, on the floor, I was like, oh, no, he's going to get hurt his return. And then he's, like, I mean, getting stiff with Bailey. He does that the deadlift German perfectly oh, fine for whatever reason this time. Yeah. But this was did – you, did, you, did you end up watching just the rest of the show after that? Uh, I don't know. I think so. I didn't watch the did – I, I saw the Bad Dutito one. With uh, Yuya Uemura? Uh, what's that? With Yuya Uemura? That's correct, with three exclamations. 
<laughs> he gets it with an ankle lock on two and a half. I went. Yu Yu Amora, man. When he Whoa! gets what now? When he gets back to Japan, I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be somebody that succeeded from the excursion. Four exclamations. Still good. Yeah, he's he's getting big. Are you still watching Raw? Turn that shit off. Yeah, You're getting distracted. You're getting distracted. Okay, turn the fucking raw off because you're killing me, Smalls. Because now I want to, I want to just stop doing the radio and go watch it. All that pollution. You're killing me. I'm gonna want to stop doing this and go watch it now. (laughs) Let's get, let's get through this show here, damn it. So what, what did you think of Abushi's, you know, first time wrestling what almost two years? You know, if you call this a wrestling match, I mean. You know, you're you're hitting B triggers, like you said, the, uh, the deadlift German, uh, and of course the Kamagoya. Uh, you know, the Bushi. You know, he wasn't. He didn't look like a Bushi in some ways. But again, you're two years off. You're looking for the next wrestling ring. You know, to to start for his promotion and what have you. But uh, it definitely, I, I was kind of rooting for Mike Bailey. I'm not gonna lie. But again, you're you're not going to have a Bushi go out. <laughs> In his first match, you know, in quite a while. So, I mean, I totally understand it. But I just kind of want a little bit more in that match. That, that is I, for sure. I love how Mike Bailey two years in a row has been, like, the MVP of this weekend. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, every, every single show, Brass Monkey. It's like, oh, here's Mike Bailey again. Yeah. He, he worked like, on oh, two shows that started at the exact same show. time. Yeah. He, 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 he managed to make it to... What was what went on at the exact same time? The multiverse, I think it was one of the exact same time as Bloodsport. And he, he works this match, drives over to the to the arena where they do the the Pearls and Gorilla. He's in Tanahashi. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he, here's my music, brass monk. I'm ready to go, baby. Like he's he's so tight, man. Then he runs over and him and Mao do a Moonlight Express a couple times. Like God, it was great. I, That's pretty tight. I will see the. When when you were like when you were like is that you when you were talking about Kota Ibushi because he got fatter, I that was the most flattering thing you've ever said to me. I thought you wanted to fuck. Oh, I'm like if I look like that, I wouldn't even care. <laughs> and then I, then I had to explain to Jordan about he's like, what do you mean Kota Ibushi's fat? I'm like, listen, it's a, it's a joke. But when you're as ripped yeah. as Kota Ibushi and you look like that, yeah. that's that's like that's like uh, that's like Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, like going from like the first incarnation of Moxley from Ambrose when he was skinny. Like Kota Bushi <laughs> can put on one pound of body fat, he's fat. No, yeah. no, no, no. I was like, never mind. It's, it, we're just making jokes. It's just, I was like, never mind. I was like, I, I'm, I'm happy. Uh, like I haven't been to the gym in like a week. And I just ate nothing but chicks. It was WrestleMania weekend, uh, where I literally ate from like I don't know 10 a.m. till about 10 p.m. Saturday. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! I was like, hey, what's this bag of chips? No more. Another bag of chips? Why not? (laughs) Hey, chili? Okay, bread. Let's eat that. What? I'm gonna order a pizza and wings, of course, because I'm an asshole. So yeah, I feel like 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 that. So no shame. I'm gonna to start tomorrow. Start going back, like I said. Once once my PTO is done, so I will start tomorrow. Like, I have what? Like a house. I know, I know. But look, Thursday, all I did was all I did was watch wrestling. I I started watching wrestling at 11 a.m. and stopped at like 4 a.m. And you're 
been cheap. What was it? Kifa mania where the woman was just smoking blunts or whatever. Oh yeah. Billy. St- I, yeah. Circle six. We can get into those in a little bit. Um, it was the, it oh, was the Lindsay snows, Kaiju cannabis cup or something. And then they put a table on the So they had all these rain delays because it's raining in LA and they decided to at knuckleheads bar, they put the ring on the roof. So it was just raining the whole time. Do you think Lita was at that cannabis cup because, you know, she looked high? (laughs) If she was, they did a good job not showing her. Although uh, Sean Dean was there, which was really surprisingly weird. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute, Sean Dean's just sitting on this roof. And, like, there's, like, ten of them. She's like, anyone wants to come smoke weed with me? Come on up here. And all these people came from, like, the knuckleheads bar and went on top and she like puts this bag on the table. That's got enough to make like five or six joints. And then they all just start like, they're like all making joints and licking the the papers. And like the one dude's got like this pin thing. They're making joints. (laughs) Yeah. They're just making all the blunts while they're sitting there. Everything's on the table, like organized. And then they're just like talking about the first time they got high and I was 16 years old and, and then, like, they all just started passing these blunts around. And then it started to rain a little bit. And they're like, all right, guys, well, it's starting to rain. So we're going to end the end the stream right now. But come on, everybody, let's go inside of Knuckleheads, and we'll just finish smoking the rest of this weed. And everyone's like, yeah. And then they leave, and then it goes to the rain delay screen. And then it shows, like, Atticus Kogar and, like, a couple other people. I was like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, why am I waiting for this? Um, Alex Coughlin was tight, by the way, against John Moxley. Very good match. Yep. Uh, I like that. that they stopped that. Uh, but I was surprised Johnny Bloodsport got that uh, fucking submission yeah. win over Isaac. Yeah, I I thought he lost, and then I started yeah. writing out with the finish, and all of a sudden I hear ding ding ding, and I see Tom Waller tapping from a gator choke. And I went, holy shit, what did I just miss? <laughs> <laughs> like that was tight as well. Um. And and I and also too not to not to forget on it after the bad new Tito, uh, Harry Smith and Jared Kratos. That was I went three and a quarter. That was fun. Those were I two bulls. Yeah, I forget Smith got that cross face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, was. But tough. Kratos is one guy I do not want to ever mess with because I'm like, oh, this guy's old, and then I see him just like <laughs> so blow to blow with a Harry Smith. Smith is like six five. I'm like, oh Jesus! I was like, never mind. This guy is just legit. Yeah, that's the one thing I love about these these shows. Guys like him and Eric Hammer and stuff. It's just like, I don't you know. That. And then you watch these blood sports. You're like, oh my god, these guys are badasses. Yeah. Uh, and then I definitely love the main event. <laughs> three and three quarters, man. My match of the night. Almost went notebook. Timothy Thatcher gets a heel hook out of nowhere on Barnett. Yeah. First guy to beat Barnett, Timothy Thatcher. I love it. Oh, that was Barnett's first loss, huh? Yeah, he was 6-0 and going into this. Wow. Yeah, no, I thought that was, uh, I mean, that arm bar. I mean, it, it's sad that he loses an AEW and, and stuff, but I'm all about Timothy Thatcher just kind of gaining the waves and, you know, people were putting the respect on his name. Uh, sorry, I shouldn't say AEW. I should say Noah. Way to go, <laughs> Noah, uh, for dropping the ball on Thatcher. That could have been your gaijin for sure. He's a good-looking he guy and What's put that? over he put over the new GHC champion, okay? Yeah. 
Let's see where that's getting them attendance wise. <laughs> oh, we'll God. See with him in that gym in a few weeks. Oof. I hope it goes well. Did you really say under a thousand people for that title match? It was it was something really like bad. I remember when we were talking about how uh, Lanza was just crushing them, yeah. and like well, like and like uh, Rich Crates brought up on the show, just like day two of Stardom's Triangle Derby did like triple the fans, and that was just a regular show. <laughs> Jesus. We're gonna see Oscar back in uh, back in Ice Ribbon. No. No. She's just going back. Budokan Hall. They sold thirteen hundred and eight tickets. Budokan, Budokan. Whereas if you go Stardom, and we just go wondering Stardom events, and we just click on. Uh, where was it? Yokohama. Yeah, Stardom Triangle Derby. Night one, opening round, 1605. They did 300 more fans for just the first night of the Triangle Derby. Jesus. Yeah, that's not a good look for them. Um, Is so Muda the, uh, that big of a problem? I think so. I mean, you got to figure with what he was. Yeah, I mean, he they 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 outsold... Wrestle Kingdom, from what I heard, by a couple thousand. So, I mean, that's got to say something, right? That's for sure. Um, so, a little slightly out of order here. I don't know how they, out of the dates, got out of order. I must have had to reopen something and look at it. Uh, GCW's Jimmy Lloyd's Degeneration F. Was the was the 11 a.m. show on Thursday or Friday? Did you watch any of the Jimmy Lloyd's Degeneration F? Of course, I did not. No. no. <laughs> so we'll, we'll speed through this shit real quick. Um, opening match, we had a scramble match. Uh, Terry Yaki took on Lucas Riley, Brogan Finley, who I think is a Finley kid from the way they're talking. MBM, uh, man like Doris, Bobby Placo. And Midas Creed, uh, Teriyaki pinned MBM with an Avalanche uh, cutter, oh, two and a half. Uh, Titus Alexander and Cole Radder come with three stars. Uh, Titus Alexander, I think, is one of the best up and coming guys in the NDC right now. So I was glad to see him here. Uh, Cole Radder beat him with Sebastian's curse, uh, his submission hole. So that was fun. Uh, then we had Jack Cartwheel. Uh, defeats Hunter Drake. I went three on this with you. I was surprised by how good this Hunter Drake dude was. Uh, Jack Cartwell gets some of the shooting star press. Uh, oh, Sandra nice. Moon defeats Kenzie Page with a gut wrench pile driver. I went two stars on it. it wasn't anything special. Um, then Jimmy Lloyd defeated Bodie Young Prodigy with a package pile driver. I went two and a quarter. Um, Starboy Charlie with a crossface defeats Alec Price. I went three stars, and in parentheses I wrote, they tried to have a 10-star match, and it was just too damn much because they were trying to do everything. Like, it was good, but I'm like, oh, my God, you got to stop. Uh, then <laughs> seven main events, uh, Sawyer Rec defeats Bobby Orlando with a Baldo bomb through a door uh, with two and three quarters. And then the main event, uh, Wasted Youth, Dylan McKay and Marcus Mathers 
uh, defeated the teams of CPF, Joe Lando, and Danny Black, the Bang Bros, August Matthews, and Danny Bang, and the Best Bros, Mace Taruga and Balian Aki, which was great to see them. Uh, they did a great job representing Choco Pro. Uh, Mathers hits a 450 on Danny Black uh, to get the victory. So no East-West connection that was supposed to be on that show, but I thought seeing Saruga and Baliana Key was a nice surprise. Nice, yeah. Maybe they're trying um, to get time, but... <laughs> um, As I said, I watched a bunch of the Circle Six. I didn't write any of it down. Yeah, I mean, there AJ was some Gray cool death there. Yeah, AJ Gray had a... I can't remember what he did. Then they, there was the Kog- Mama Kogar's deathmatch show where they had the chandelier of death. And... Oh, I, and then it was Hoodfoot against somebody in a cinder block match. That was pretty good. Um, he, Hoodfoot took the, took the pin with it, getting DDT'd on a stack of cinder blocks. It was disgusting. He was bleeding after that shit. But the circle six stuff just wasn't... It ended up going to like three in the morning because of all the delays. Yikes. And, like, finally by the – or, no, no, it went till 2 a.m. Finally at midnight, what I wanted to watch, that I was supposed to start at, like, 10 happened, and that was the Minoru Suzuki karaoke, which karaoke, they showed on, on their Twitch stream, which was pretty funny. You had uh, Zachary Wentz did um, saying Creed. Um. I, I can't remember what Creed song with arms wide open. I think it was, and like from as the he, from all packages. No, that's my sacrifice. My sacrifice. No, the, the oh. other one's arms wide open. The the one judge actually deducted a point because he didn't do my sacrifice in homage to the promo videos, ironically. Which was pretty funny, <laughs> and Minoru Suzuki was like, "Yeah, I just here's a, I gave him the same score you gave him for, because Suzuki yeah. was a judge, and like Zachary Wentz is doing it, and Gigi Dolan, who he's dating in real life, kept bringing him shots of vodka, so he's just shooting shots of vodka, screaming Creed, and Suzuki's just like, all right, and then AJ Gray signed up to do a song, but nobody could find him. He was outside smoking cigarettes or something." And then Vinny Mastero signed up to do a song, but he was nowhere to be found either. So now that <laughs> Kevin Gilguy or whoever it was is all pissed off because they're like, why would you sign up to do this if you're not going to be in the building? So then, like, Suzuki's all uncomfortable because he has no idea what's happening. It was really, uh, really weird. So a fan yeah. decides to do a song. So they have, some fan comes up and starts doing Sexy Boy, the Shawn Michaels song. And, like, as he gets to the chorus, he turns around on the stage, and he, and he like, points at Suzuki. He's like, I'm Minoru, sexy boy. And he starts, like, and Suzuki's kind of like, all right, I don't know what I signed up for here. To which AJ Gray then showed back up and did Break Stuff by Limp Biscuit. Oh, man. Speaking then, of a sexy boy, uh, I watched that FTR with Dax show um, that they had uh, Thursday night as well. And when Cash was on, you know, they were, you know, a little unfiltered, you know, a little, little bit on that tequila. And he kind of mentioned, you know, they were like, hey, you know, how's Shawn Michaels, you know, blah, blah, blah. Somehow that was brought up, and they were like, yeah, it's funny how some people play, you know, the godliness and the biblical, you know, aspect to it, but are a total opposite of that backstage. And he's like, whoops. 
And he kind of shows, you know, kind of looks up. And I was like, oh, like, no one really. It was like two people that caught that reference because it was so quick. And I was like, oh, wow. He's uh, the second person recently to kind of put Shawn Michaels on blast with that whole thing. I was like, very interesting. <laughs> and then I remember that promo he had with Roxanne Perez. Oh, God. I need testing. Was that a vignette? That's more of a vignette, right? Well, they, uh, and then when she comes and stands on the ramp and like she's not even in the building. Oh, God, let's not talk Damn, about that. Damn, they had a hologram of Eddie Guerrero during Rey Mysterio's entrance. Oh God, I can't believe you're still watching this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I started watching the Impact New Japan Multiverse and I stopped because I went. What was on at the same time as that that I watched? Into a woman town. Oh, the DDT show. Oh, yeah. Where did my DDT uh, results go? Baramones. Um, uh, you, you were more defeated Gabriel Kidd with a crossbody at two and three quarters. Um, Trey Miguel retained the Impact uh, X Division title, defeating Rocky Romero, Clark Connors, Frankie Kazarian, Kevin Knight, and Rich Swan. Um, he, he had a uh, – Connors hit a spear on Kevin Knight, and then Miguel snuck in for the pin. And then – PCO with a moonsault on J.R. Kratos with two and a half. Uh, the team of Sammy Callahan, Fred Rosser, Alex Coughlin, and PCO defeated the team of Eddie Edwards, Tom Lawler, J.R. Kratos, and Joe Hendry. Uh, then it was Moose and Jeff Cobb, and then that's when I stopped to go watch the other show. Which I wow. don't know where the DDT. Hmm. Huh. Well, I had. Uh, so you didn't see Bailey, Mike Bailey, and uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. I did not. I was going to go back and still watch it, but well, not shit. anymore. I um. Let's see. Let me let me pull this up. I guess here, uh, the DDT Hollywood show. Mike I watched Bailey, it. Eight matches. Oh, I guess that. I, I didn't watch the the Moonlight Express. Uh, reunion yet, which I was kind of bummed I didn't get a chance to, but did he win anything over the weekend? Because everything I saw of him, he lost. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I feel like he had to have won something, but I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. Pro show, yeah. So, 37, Kamita, Mao, and Shibakasamata defeated Chris Brooks and Yoshihiko, which was also a Iron Man heavy metalweight title match. Title change that happened. Chris Brooks then rolled up Mao to become the new champ. And then Yoshihiko defeated Chris Brooks to become the champion again. Like a triple Canadian driver, right? (laughs) Yeah, something gross like that. Um, Then uh, Pheromones against the Takagi army of Sanchiro Takagi and Michael Nakazawa ended in a no contest after Yuki Ino shoved his fingers (laughs) <laughs> or Takagi shoved his fingers in Eno's butt and then put him up Dino's yeah. nose, all while Nakazawa was getting teabagged. Um, Veda Scott was hilarious. She's like, Sanchiro, I can't believe I just said that as a result. Yeah, he shoved his fingers in his butt, put him in this other guy's nose while the other guy's getting teabagged, so the ref stopped the match. Um, <laughs> Veda Scott's like... I thought she was he, good on commentary. I, she's I great. That. Oh, she found her calling. She's... Way better yeah. than a wrestler on the commentary. <laughs> I can't doubt. Um, Who is she with, Mike? Uh, she's with Mike Bailey. Yep, yep. Uh, Takagi uh, had asked AEW for help 
trying to stop the pheromones to which AEW sent him Michael Nakazawa, and he knew that this wasn't a good thing when that was all they were willing to give him. Yeah. So it was kind of funny when she said that. You think uh, um, you think Kenny was backstage at a lot of these events since his boys were there? Yeah, I bet you he was. And DDT there, huh? I bet you he was. Um, you think he was yeah. one of Oscar dancing kabukis at a... <laughs> I think he was there trying to get a, trying to get get a bushi to, to come over personally. But, uh, Kazusada Higuchi and Takeshi Masada, who I think Takeshi Masada is one of the best young like rookie wrestlers in wrestling right now. Mm-hmm. He is just tremendous right now. They defeated Andrew Everett and Nick Wayne. Uh, Saki Akai defeated Vert Vixen. Tetsuya Endo defeated Joey Janela. Eddie Kingston and June Akiyama defeated Damnation TA. Daisuke Sasaki and Cannon. And Kanosuke Takeshi defeated Yuki Ueno. One four and a quarter. Really good match on that one. Um, What else do we have sitting here? Um, Let's go over... Let's go over these first. I want to save this one. Uh, Joey Janela's spring break. How much did yeah. you guys end up watching when I fell asleep? I believe I watched it all. Okay, I thought you guys did because we were almost – we were like – I mean, I fell um, asleep during the middle of the uh, the, the Maki uh, – Maki Death Maki Kill. Death Kill Army gimmick uh, against Bussy. I fell asleep halfway through. I woke up at like – 3 a.m. and it said Discord disconnected. I was like, no! <laughs> and then I watched it at like 3 a.m. or whatever. That's tight. So we were both on fight at the same time then because I woke up about 2.30 and we watched the whole show. Yeah. And it's, that's cool that it let us both do a thing, so that's good. Um, so we had a scramble to start. Gringo Loco, El Tormenta, Jack Cartwheel, Billy Starks, Shane Mercer, Tony Deppin, Alec oh, Price, Cole Raderick, Blake, Christian, and Commander. Uh, Christian hits a hits a uh, uh, curb stop on Blake Christian out of nowhere. Um, one three stars. Thought it was fun. What's up? Is he going to take Masha's title? <laughs> Maybe he's. I mean, he's. He's. I. I love that they're embracing him in this asshole role. Yeah. Um. Ever since coming over from NXT, he is an ugly meant- looking dude. Yeah, I mean, if you grew your mustache out, it'd be that Irish. <laughs> Icky. Uh, then uh, which one match? I was very excited that with what happened. Uh, East West Express, Jordan Albert, Nick Wayne. Or the power went out because we went over the... Oh, you fell asleep because we were talking about the outcome. And then you were like, what? I was like, we just talked about it. Like, no, nah, I was sleeping. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, then I did that at one point where my power flickered, too, and everything restarted. But, uh, yeah, Oliver hit, caught Cutter on Alex Shelley, and they win the tag titles to the Machine Guns. I thought that was awesome putting those titles crazy. I went three and a half on that one. Uh, the next up, four and a quarter, Alex. I don't know what you thought. El Hijo Del Vaquino defeats Mike Bailey with a 630. These guys just beat the shit out of each other, man. Yeah. This is great. Yeah, both of these guys are already wrestling multiple times. And El Hijo Del Vaquino, 
already had a baller match earlier in the evening against the uh, commander. Uh, <laughs> commander was also in that, that grabbed the brass ring match to open it. Plus these guys, like, like I asked you, we were, we're on the discord. It's like, you're wrestling multiple times in, uh, in one day or within a few hours from each other. Like, how do you keep going? Like, how is your body? And you're like adrenaline. You're like, you'll feel it the next day, but that night you're, you're just running on everything. And one thing I think that helps Vakinio too is his matches are very similar, which isn't a bad thing, you know, especially if you get yeah. three different groups of people, they all need to see it. And I don't mind watching it more than once with how great it is. So like, and, you know, so he always kind of knows where he's going with things too, which I think helps him out. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But man, that was good. That was a really good match. I it wasn't as good as the Supercard of Honor match, by both. Like yeah. I love the respect again. Uh, but no, I mean it's, I mean a spot fest in the very the terms. Like no, nothing ill on that on that word. You know, when people you know talk shit about, it, it's like no, you have to adapt to how the wrestling landscape is. I don't care mm-hmm. that you grew up shit 40 years ago 30 years ago everything changes yeah it can get a little you know annoying it can get a little bit repetitive obviously uh but if it's done right you know like these guys are doing it you know it's definitely a, a hell of a watch it's like you said though all the matches are essentially set up the same where it can get a little like oh i know what i'm gonna see but mm-hmm. again i give it you know the, the benefit of the doubt and I enjoyed the hell out of uh, Vikingo and, and Mike Bailey just because I'm a big Mike Bailey mark. Now I'm waiting for that Mao train. Mao and uh, <laughs> That's what I want to see now. Let's go. Uh, then we had uh, Maki Death Kill with a DDT one-wing angel combo defeating Effie and Alley Catch. Um, I was three and a quarter. I thought it was okay. Like, I didn't think it was too bad. Nick Gage looked like he was trying to work as hard as he fucking could. <laughs> like, he was trying to run, like, trying to move. Yeah, um, no, but great, but, great stuff with Bussy. Um And then we had an impromptu GCW uh, world title match. Yes, which I went two stars, one of the worst matches, I think, of the weekend. Uh, I don't unfortunately. Know what but her and Matt Cardona come out. They beat the shit out of, you know, Maki Death Kill, uh, which, again, is Maki Ito and Nick Gage. Uh, you know, Mark Cardona's wearing his, you know, Cody Rhodes gimmicks, and he's saying, my best <laughs> friend's going to have WrestleMania. Getting all the heat, he's saying he's the king of death matches. He's the king of the indies. Getting crazy heat, and then of course, you know, um, you know, Maki uh, Maki Death Kill kind of comes back out, and then yeah, we get uh, Masha Slamovich, the GCW uh, champion, uh, you know, in that impromptu. And again, no idea who Steph Delander is, but uh, I get, this is like probably the first of a few times I saw you know Slamovich, and you know, it's kind of nice. To, to kind of see that submission uh, victory in that impromptu. So kind of a, you know, interesting thing, but, you know, intrigued to kind of see where they go. Um, does Cardona challenge her for the title next? It'll be interesting to, to see is, where they go. Is the lander just a replacement for Chelsea Green? Oh, totally. totally. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Um, and then I went four stars in the main event. It was a little sloppy, but I didn't expect it to not have some issues when, as you mentioned, that that – break, um, but yeah. Kotobushi come and go over Joey Janela. And once again, the only thing that was weird to me was that German. Because I just don't the understand why he... Was that, that? It was, the only thing that was weird to me was that they were try, like, it took me like after like the 15 minute mark, I was like, oh, they're they're doing a wrestling match. Like, you hear Joey Janela. You hear 
Kota Ibushi break, breaking off the chains of New Japan Pro Wrestling and Bushi Road and all that. The thing is, it's going to be a crazy, you know, table display match, you know, every weapon utilized, and Ibushi's going to do some DDT-type shit. But no, they went in and they, you know, they said, let's wrestle. And then if you hear Janela's speech at the end, you know, even in defeat, He's like, hey, I, you know, I signed my first contract, you know, back in 2019, you know, and then I was let go of it, you know, out of it. I didn't know what I was going to do. You know, I had this problem, that problem, Abushi, kind of a similar thing, you know. He was, you know, talking about his journey, and he was like, hey, now I'm back here. Now you're back in pro wrestling. He was just like, all right, now we're, you know, we both have a reason to be here now, and this was, you know, for tonight. And I was like, okay, I get why they were trying to do something a little bit different than, you know, I would say the normal fans of both of these guys, you know, they, that knows their wild sides. Um, so it made me appreciate the match a little more. You know, four stars, I, I would definitely agree. I wouldn't go anything higher. Um, but, uh, yeah, just, just kind of knowing. And Janelle was busted the hell open. I don't know how he was able to see for half that match. But, uh, <laughs> he, yeah, he, was, he had that uh, little troop, uh, trope about – you know, and you chose to come to GCW for your return and not go to WWE well, yet. And then they, everyone started laughing. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I don't know. AEW, yes, or soon, or whatever you was saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I, kudos to the event. I mean, this Janela event, it's, it's been a while since I've watched the spring break. And, yeah, I mean, definitely the big draw was, was Kota Ibushi for sure, but uh, everyone worked their asses off, and this was just a, you know, a, a great watch. You know, it was just mm. nice and simple. The Discord definitely helped, um, but, yeah, this was a the hell of an event. And um, then probably my favorite event that isn't counting anything from New York, um, uh, I guess, for, or I should say second to Ring of Honor, but the uh, yeah. GCW versus DDT show, this show is fantastic. If you haven't watched it, I recommend there's some good shit on here. Um, Team GCW, Gringo Loco, Marcus Mathers, Dylan McKay, and Jack Cartwheel defeat the DDT team of Sanshiro Takagi, Takeshi Masada, Daisuke Sasaki, and Cannon. Uh, Cartwheel hits a twisting shooting stuff for of Masada. Uh, Dark Sheik uh, beats Saki Akai, which shocked me in two and a quarter. was whatever. But I went four and a quarter on this next one, Alex. East-West Express defeat Moonlight Express. Nick Wayne Jordan Oliver against Mal and Mike Bailey. Um, they hit a double Oscar. Bailey for the win. God, it was really good. Okay, don't explain this to me. I'm going to watch this match. It's like one of the only matches I really wanted to see all weekend. Yeah, it's it, it like the only reason like I'm giving the results without worrying about it too is you got to figure this is the day after they just won the titles. True, that's what I was kind of thinking too, yeah. yeah. Like, when I saw that that match was going to happen, I was like, well, they're not going to win. They're going to win then. Yeah. Uh, oh, three and a quarter, Kazusana Gucci and Starboy Charlie. I went three and a half on Janela and Yuki Ueno. I went three and a half on Burning, uh, Junaki Yama, Tetsuya Endo against Homicide and Tony Deppin. Like, this last half of the show, man, uh, Brooks... And then we Chris Brooks, Shudma Katsumata, Mizuki Watase took on the second gear crew. One called Manders, Matthew Justice, and Mance Warner. I went three stars. Um, I went two and a half, Bussy and Pheromones. I didn't know contest, go figure. And then Yoshihiko and Cole Adrick, three and three quarters I won on that one. Nice. 
Effie was horny in that pheromones match, and it was great to watch. Yeah, it was. When he shit can Valley Cat so he can sit and get the the, the carousel yeah. down on his face. <laughs> God, that was funny. And then when when, when uh, Effie and Dino tag in for the first time together, they just get each other's face like Hogan and Warrior, and they're licking their lips and starting to pout to kiss each other and. Random. But I won't go into detail on that show because so that way you know I, I don't want you to be spoiled. It was a really good show. Um, we kind of spoke a little bit about this here. Uh, Supercard of Honor. This was a, a really fun show. Yes. Uh, Kenosuke Takeshita defeated Willie Mack with a Blue Thunder Driver uh, with three and a quarter. Willow Nightingale defeated Miranda Alize with a Doctor Bomb with three stars. Stu Grayson defeated Slim J. I don't have a rating on it because I didn't see it. Um, Vikino defeats Commander, as we talked about earlier. I went four and a half. Just a tremendous match. Watching some of this. That height that Commander got when he ran across the rope and ran, then jumped yeah. and swung in the... Holy shit. Um, Do you think there's a little bit as too much of all these, you know, flippity-flop spots, as we'll find out a little bit later on in that uh, that, that tag ladder match? I, I think yes and no. Because if we see Makingo like, hit his head on a multitude of things when he's trying to do that, you know, 950 <laughs> over the top rope, you know, but, you know, the Omega spot where he literally he, he smashes Omega, but then smashes his head, you know, on the apron at the same time and just so many other random things where I'm like, all right, maybe we, you know, it's too much, too much is where I'm getting at. With with every other match, it seems like doing these type of spots now, like where's the ceiling? Like when is it going to be like, is this Dante Martin, you know, aspect going to be a little different or or is it just going to be like, whatever, this is wrestling now, just enjoy and watch. Yeah, it, that'll be interesting to see what happens. Because like Paul London brought that up at the Indie Hall of Fame. He's like, he's like, people don't like my takes. On, on wrestling because I see wrestling different and people then call me an asshole because of it. And, you know, I, I, I want to, you know, I hope the best for Dante Martin, uh, even though I think it was stupid and he should, he should have just climbed the ladder and took the belts instead of stepping over and doing this stuff. But once again, that's why people don't like my opinions. He's like, I look at wrestling different, but I hope everything for the best for him, you know? So like they were, they were talking about the next day on that indie show the Hall of Fame, some of the guys were. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So, we'll have to see what that, where, where, where it goes next, but... Um, yeah. Well, the worst part is you kept talking... Well, we'll get to it in a second. Um, then we had the Embassy, Brian Cage, Tolly Oda, and Khan defeat Air Fox, Blake Christian, and Metallic. Cage at the Steiner Screwdriver on Metallic and then started yelling profusely. <laughs> it was just funny. Um, Athena with a springboard old face defeats Yuka Sakazaki. Yeah. I want four stars on this match. This rocks, man. Actually, I'd say all the women's single matches that I saw this weekend were, were really, really, really great to see. Because they were given time. Yeah. They told yeah. Me. Oh, God, excuse me. Sorry. I've, I have no fuel. I haven't ate anything today, so my body's like, you need to eat. Whoa. Um, then we had Samoa Joe with a choke defeats Mark Briscoe with three and three quarters. 
That was a fun match. We kind of talked about that earlier, that there should be a rematch and a good story built to it. Uh, mm-hmm. Tanahashi with a high fly flow uh, over Daniel Garcia. Uh, oh, God. Um, He's moving in slow motion half the match. Yeah, I felt I felt Lita was channeling Tanahashi on uh, Mania. Yeah. She's <laughs> Uh, Lucha Bros defeat Aussie Open, Top Flight, Kingdom, and Drillistico and Roosh uh, in the reach for the Sky Ladder match to win the ROH Tag Titles. Awesome match. Four and a half. My favorite ladder match in a long time. Really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, because because what, what did we say during our Discord? It was a wrestling match that had weapons in it. Yep. And it wasn't you know he, overutilized or needing the weapons or the ladders. I was going to say it that night, but we kept just popping and I forgot. It reminded me a lot of why why not only us, but so many people gave was throwing match of the year accolades a few years ago at that Masashi Takeda uh, match yep. with Sami Kodaka. It was, it was a five-star match without weapons. Yeah. And then when they implemented the weapons, it was even better. That's what this felt like. It was, <laughs> they worked around it to make everything make sense. It was just great, great, mm-hmm. great work, great work. Uh, Shibata with a penalty kick defeats Wheeler Yuta to become the new pure wrestling champion. That ruled. Well, it's cool because Shibata's like, hey, did you, did you see that Okada, uh, Kaisukiya match? Yeah, we're going to do that. And then Wheeler <laughs> Yuta's like, what? The we're doing that. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. Whatever you say, Shibata son. Senpai. 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 <laughs> and then Claudio in a small package, uh, three and three quarters, defeat. Whoa, Eddie I don't Kingston. think he would he would like to hear that, man. <laughs> small package? Three colon, dude. <laughs> um good good show, really good show like we've been told we had talked about. You know, we put it over. It was really Yeah, Eddie good. Eddie kinda of getting that that luster back, you know, kind of, you know, that, that fan backing behind him, you know, that, that ultimate underdog, you know, kind of thing there. And, um, yeah, I, at first, you know, in the first, you know, five, six, 10 minutes, you know, I was like, all right, this is interesting. So the, the pace was a little slower than I, I guess I expected, um, especially with Kingston's, you know, kind of MO just kind of going at it right away. But, uh, you know, just the story alone and, and just kind of, you know, once it kind of picked up, um, you know, a little before halfway through, I was like, oh, shit, okay. And there were times where I thought Eddie was going to, you know, he had that never give up attitude, you know, even though yeah. he was taking every move known to man uh, that, <laughs> that, you know, that, that would give him there. But I thought it was the simplicity of the win I thought worked because, you know, where Eddie, you know, almost, you know, kind of gets the, the sneak win, Claudio just rolls him up and, and kind of gets there. Uh, gets the one upsmanship, you know, as well as uh, throughout their careers, if you will. So, um, yeah, no, I thought it was a fine, fine match. You know, kind of uh, like you said, top to bottom for a show, uh, just, just fantastic. I mean, when you open up with Com- Commander and you know El Hijo de, del Vikingo, uh, it's it's only going to go up from there. And they definitely uh, put on a, another banger uh, under the Ring of Honor banner. Um, so we have. Uh, about a minute left on the live view. We have three shows left to talk about NXT and the two manias. Um, do we want to run this on the the overtime, or do we want to stop and come back with another show uh, this week and do those three? 
Um, that's up to you, sir. Because if you want it, we can keep going through. I, I, I'm not, I don't have a ton to say about a lot of the stuff because we kind of already talked it, I guess you could yeah. say. Um, but I was just saying, if, if we want to go more in-depth, I think we should we should stop because I don't think we can get all three done going in-depth in an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're going to speed through it, then I don't think it matters. Yeah, I, I, I'd say we could definitely speed through NXT. I can kind of get your, your opinions on, on that there. Uh, Mania, I mean, like you said, we primarily talked a lot about that, but it's more so um, do we just kind of see, especially after the Raw after Mania, and kind of go into that? That's kind of like I, I want to know what's going to happen tonight, and and then because then it, I think we can give a better opinion on some of the stuff that happened on. We, we talked the big issue, which was yeah the, the massive confusion of the of, of the end. Yeah. Um, and maybe they'll explain it uh, in the next hour and forty eight <laughs> minutes. So you don't get food in your belly. We will talk. I mean, we talked a little bit of Mania. You know, we'll, like you said, yeah. go a little bit more. That. We'll talk about the future of NXT and, and kind of what it means for that roster uh, or if anyone even watches that show anymore besides Ryan and, and a few others. But uh, definitely we'll, we'll, we'll talk. Uh, we'll get, we'll continue to give WrestleMania flowers, you know, in, in a day or yep. so. So uh, definitely. And then AEW, they got some pretty big stuff, a big announcement coming up. Adam Cole made his in-ring uh uh, return after a lengthy hiatus from last June's Forbidden Door. Uh, a lot of concussion, you know, aspects within that, um, and a lot more. So uh, check us out, WrestleCast Radio, over on Facebook and on the Twitter. Um, and then, of course, uh, yeah, we're blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media. Search strong style media uh, wherever you podcast, uh, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, Apple, of course, and so many more. Um, don't forget, uh, I think we're still at repsports.com. Uh, enter the promo code WrestleCast. Save 15%. Get beach ready like me, especially after the week I've had of being, you know, an Omos, or sorry, an Omas, if you will. Uh, <laughs> and ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash a strong style media. Over nine different options. You can also support Pro Wrestling Summit every Friday night, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time over on Twitch. Uh, Ryan, what else you got, sir? Ah, uh, you you hit the nail on the head. I mean, uh, year we officially start year four of the summit this Friday. Um, wow, which blows my mind. Yes, yeah, we go into our awesome. our mania, which is uh, summer games. Uh, summer games four. Baller promos. Well, we like Ryan said, we will be back. We'll be talking a little bit more WWE, NXT, AEW, uh, especially uh, the Monday after. Mania, so will Jay White show up, or has he already? Find out. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are all dicks. We'll see you later this week, so we come back with the rest of the show. And remember, at the end of the day, this man will always make your life better. Dragon Daya!